0: Hey, good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play, and man, you've got a very uncomfortable Casey just got here. I was just eating some red hot blue doritos and I my mouth is on fire. Um so it's going to be a very difficult first segment for me.
1: Red hot uh ranch doritos? No,
0: no, no. Red hot blue doritos, but it, my oh my god. Um uh, we're struggling. We've got a very good show coming today. If I could get through the 90 minutes, Chandler Guitros will be joining us in the next segment uh, to talk about his team scrimmage yesterday. They took on HL Bourgeois. Um 1215, we've got Damien St. Pierre. We've got so much to talk about. My goodness. Yesterday, the world of WWE got turned upside down on its head. Crazy stuff happened. We'll ask Damien about the ending to his middle school basketball season. What's going on bitty-wise. All that good stuff. But... We start off the show today how we always start off the show by talking about high school boys Ooh. and girls basketball. Because, my God, do we have some very interesting things to talk about from um, some, some things that happened in the last 24 hours. What's up?
1: Need a fan. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I smelled them uh, ranch Doritos.
0: Bruh, it's, it's, uh, it's bad. We're really struggling right now. Um, all right, so we go to the scoreboard from last night. Girls basketball. Big ones. Oh, my goodness, did we have some big ones. Um, Terrebonne beat East St. John last night. And we were saying last night, okay, well, what does this mean? Terrebonne gets a big old upset win over East St. John. The Lady Tarpons are still not going to get into the playoffs. But, God, dog, they're so close they're like two-tenths of a point away from the 28 spot after that. But now it leads to an interesting question, Brian Colley. East St. John is 28 right now. Westgate is 29 right now. Both teams have an identical 32.07 score, which means that if there's any result in the, in the state in the next couple of days, any schedule point, any win any loss any whatever i think westgate plays a game they do it's gonna flip all of this stuff upside down um man 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 east st john had a chance to really punch their ticket last night didn't happen for him and now we look at that westgate and north vermilion matchup tonight where if westgate wins they're in east st john's out and east st john's got no one to feel sorry for but um because, you know, you should have beat Terrebonne last night. It is going to be a very interesting set of circumstances. And now we could definitively say, and I did the math so I know that this is right, if any of South lafouche's losses would have been wins, any of them, they would be in the playoffs. If you flip any one result around, they would be in the playoffs. That's got to sting so damn much, man. And, and
1: they should because their record would be 18-12. and 12. Come on. With an 18 and 12 record, or even 17 and 13, they are not you should be in. It's crazy.
0: That uh yeah, that stings, man. That's tough. Um last night we saw Hanville get a 65 to 43 girls' basketball win over H.L. Bourgeois. Look, I've seen a bunch of girls' basketball teams this year. Hanville was impressive. They got some big girls who are athletic, who disrupt things on the outside, or on the inside rather, get some steals. They push the ball in transition. I'm looking at the numbers right now. I'm seeing Hanville 23-5, and 14th in the state. They're going to be tough, man. I was really impressed with the way that they played. Bourgeois hung with them for a little bit, but Hanville was the much better team. When they turned on the Jets, they were were on a different level.
1: Yeah, and a couple of shout-outs for that game, Casey. HL Bourgeois girls, they much improved. Yes, they are. They play hard. Yes, they do. They didn't quit playing. They kept playing hard, and I also – want to compliment the officials on that game because it, it was a 25-point game or so, but HL came back, cut into it. The officials kept calling the game. They they kept that game under control because they had a couple little offensive fouls. Sometimes they could have kind of gone out of control a little bit. They did a great job keeping that game under control. South Terabon.
0: Gets a big win, 47-38 uh, to 38 over Morgan City. South Taravone building that momentum. They won just one game last year. They have won more than that this year. They get a win over Morgan City. Berwick gets a win over Centerville, improving their playoff positioning, 45-28. to 28. Berwick gets the win there over Centerville. And then we see CCA gets a win over Maripaw. That was a 30-25 to 25 win for CCA. Big one for them. Homa Christian School wraps up their regular season with a 49-40 to win over Cabrini. They beat a 4A school. That's a great win for Homa Christian School. They end their regular season and are going to be hosting an opening round playoff game. Congratulations to Coach Celestine and his team. Also, congratulations to Coach Carey and her team, CCA and Homa Christian, doing some big work in our local um, 2A and 1A basketball scene. Now, on the boys. Last night in the boys basketball scene, we showed up at HL Bourgeois thinking, oh man, game of the year. It's going to come down to the buzzer. It's going to be thrilling and dramatic and back and forth. And HL Bourgeois just never got that memo. HL Bourgeois lined up last night from the opening tip and just beat the snot out of Hanville. They jumped on him like 14 to 2 or something like that, rolled to a 62 to 43 win. I will be honest, and Andrew, if you're listening, I apologize, man, because I've seen you guys play five, six times. I didn't know that y'all had this gear. I saw them play Bruley and thought, eh, you know, kind of fell asleep in the fourth quarter. I saw them play Vanderbilt, eh, couldn't close out the game. I never saw them play like this yet this year. Not surprised that they beat Hanville. I am surprised that they beat the snot out of Hanville 62 to 43. It wasn't even that close. The Braves got contributions from eight (laughs) players who had multiple field goals in the game. Green was incredible. Coleman was very good. Kadar Mitchell was very good. I mean, on and on and on. The whole rot. I mean, I talked to the kid uh, Hodges after the game. He was very good. If they play like that, they could beat anybody. they are a very dangerous group going into the bracket and they walloped Hanville last night.
1: It started with defense with Bourgeois. they they just had a mindset last night that they were going to rebound the basketball. A lot of times you see some guys some teams they wait for the ball to come they were going to attack every rebound and because Hanville is a great rebounding team. they're very aggressive on the boards. And HL did a super job of controlling the boards. Uh, Early on, they they missed a couple, but they settled down. And uh, it started, I think, with their defense. And HL's ability to beat Hornville off the dribble and get in the paint was just outstanding last night. And they got on a rhythm. They made a couple of threes in that first half, extending that lead and in the second half, I think they did a great job of controlling the tempo of the game to make sure Hanville was not going to make another comeback.
0: David Green flying all over the floor, Coleman making shots. Uh, it was a very impressive showing last night for HL Bourgeois. They get a 19-point win over Hanville. Uh, let's see, also in 5A, let me tell you the score. I think this one is logged on the scores for the ninth because it was scheduled on Friday, but we could tell you, That Team S'mores, Brandon Brown and the Terrebonne Tigers get a big win, 49-46 to over East St. John. I said it on the air last night. We're not supposed to be rooting for anybody, but we were rooting for Terrebonne last night. They've gotten their hearts stomped on so many different times. I talked to Brandon on Wednesday, and he said, hey, look, man, we got a good plan. We're confident. We think we could do this. They did it. They got a big win last night over East St. John. signature win. They're in the playoffs now. You look at this. I mean, they've got a a more than a a power point and a half lead over the 29th team, so they've got a lot of cushion between they and being bounced out. Terrebonne gets a huge win, setting the stage to try to build some momentum coming home. They had lost one to East St. John earlier in the season on a Sunday, They wanted to make amends for that last night. They do. They defend their home floor. It came down to the final stretches, and Terrebonne showed some maturity and found a way to win a close one, something they hadn't been doing lately. Great win for the Terrebonne Tigers last night.
1: Home of basketball, be proud. You got some teams that are playing their best basketball of the season. Vanderbilt, Bourgeois, Terrebonne, just to name those three. Man, any one of those teams can get red hot in the playoffs, and they're playing some great, great basketball right now. It's good to see.
0: E.D. White will take or not will take on. They did take on International High School of New Orleans enrolled 71 to 16. A decisive win for E.D. White there. Um, and then I think that pretty much wraps it up. We had CCA uh go on the road and get a 38 to 35 win over Mauripaw. So both the boys and the girls for CCA get hard-fought gutsy wins over Mauripaw. Uh, so a good sweep there for the Lions. Tonight. We've got two really big ones in the area. Um, A lot of the games kind of got moved and shuffled a little bit because of Mardi Gras, but we do have Central Lafourche and Thibodeau. For Thibodeau, it's a great opportunity on the girls' side to keep some momentum before the postseason for the boys. I mean, you got to win. It is a must-win for the boys taking on Thibodeau. Another one in the area tonight that a lot of folks will be paying attention to that is still happening despite the Mardi Gras stuff Ellender making the trip to Vanderbilt Catholic tonight. Boy-girl doubleheader. Vanderbilt trying to flex their muscles there. They'll be heavily favored in both matchups. We'll see how Cornell's young team fares taking on those guys. Uh, So two matchups in the area that a lot of eyeballs will be on. Be very curious to see how both of those games shake themselves out.
1: I'm kind of surprised that game's still going on.
0: Yep, at Vanderbilt tonight, doubleheader 6-7. and Wow. So we will be paying attention to both. And um, maybe trying to hook you up with some scores tomorrow on the Sports Corner. Let's catch a break when we get back. We got Coach Chandler Guitros because, oh yeah, we've got another season starting. South LaFouche played a nine-inning baseball scrimmage with HL Bourgeois. I'm not going to lie to you. I have no idea how it went. I haven't talked to anybody. I'm going to find out from the horse's mouth in the next segment with you guys. We've got Chandler on to talk about his team. It's play-by-play. We'll
2: be right back after this. Looking for a deal? Well, Golden Motors has the deals for you. The hottest SUV on the market is in stock and coming. The 2024 36 MPG Chevy Trax. Come see them at Golden and you will be amazed at the room and comfort of this unique, eye appealing and affordable SUV. Golden Motors, price is priority. Chevy together, let's drive.
3: Cultivate your career in broadcasting by attending the 2024 L.A.B. College to Career Day Conference at Grambling State University on Saturday, February 17, 2024. This professional development experience is an excellent opportunity for young broadcasters, whether you want to be on air or off air. We have a seat for you to register. And for more info, visit www.broadcasters.org. See you there.
2: Join Talk on the Bay from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Raging Cajun. We cover local news topics, politics, and entertainment each weekday. And it's all brought to you in part by Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Rev, and Thibodeau Regional Health System. Talk on the Bay Monday through Friday from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Right here on the Raging Cajun KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 f.m.
0: We're as excited as we are about basketball right now, and boy, are we ever. We've got so many big games going on around the area. It is also the beginning stages of the high school baseball and softball season. And yesterday, South Lafouche played nine innings of scrimmage against HL Bourgeois, and we have Coach Chandler Guitros on the line now. Chandler, good morning, man. How are we doing today?
4: Hey, Casey
0: and Coach, doing well. Hope y'all doing well. Good, dude. Uh, look, I'll be honest. I, I said it in the first segment. I, I haven't heard anything either way. I saw that there was a link that was posted that you know had video of the scrimmage. I didn't get the opportunity to watch it, um, so I'm learning as as the audience is learning. How did the Tarpons do yesterday? What did you like? What what did you uh, feel like you guys got to improve
4: on? Hey, uh, just like uh, any scrimmage, anytime you take the deal for the first time in the year, it's going to be some good, some bad. Uh, the big thing that I always want to take away as a coach, and I go into every game, uh, you know, you hope you play well, but number one, I want to be exposed for whatever, uh, whatever we need to work on. I want whoever we're playing against to expose us. And uh, we got some of that last night. I thought HL really threw four quality arms and fire guys, uh, you know, seeing first-time live pitching. We struggled a little bit with the sticks um that's not something i anticipate carrying on as far as just timing and getting beat with fastballs they just had uh four out of the five guys they threw i thought were really quality high school baseball arms so uh, that was a challenge from jump my big concern offensively would be our approaches in certain situations we stranded 13 guys on base in a game where uh you know if it was a real game you know that that obviously kills you so uh just some different things, approaches, uh, with guys in scoring position and two out, uh, two strike hitting, excuse me, uh, that I think that we could really make a lot of progress in. I'm not putting a lot of stock in, uh, you know, the stature, the, you know, the total result of it, but, uh, definitely some areas to work on. And, uh, I'm glad it happened.
0: Who did you throw and, and how did your guys look on the mound?
4: Uh, look, we looked, uh, I thought six out of the, I'm sorry, we threw nine guys. I think it's a seven inning game. Uh, but uh, eight out of the nine guys that we threw looked fantastic. And the one guy that was a little bit shaky as a guy that's going to be one of our top two or three arms, he just had a bad day. So uh, we threw uh, Brock Johnson started, uh, pitched extremely well. Jack Ladewa, uh came in second, and uh, we threw everybody. You know, Austin Curell, Jacob Pierce, uh, Cooper Worley, all the uh, normal household names that you're going to be hearing a lot of this year. But I thought that was the big thing that stood out for us was on the mound. Uh, our guys threw well they had one big inning we gave up seven runs in a nine-inning game but one big inning where they scored four where we just struggled to throw strikes a little bit I think that we'll be able to clean that up uh, was really excited about what we saw from all our guys on the mound yesterday
0: you've told us throughout the last couple of weeks you said hey man we, we got to get better on defense this year were you pleased with the way you guys fielded it throughout the nine innings
4: Uh, For the most part, we had a couple of physical errors on the back end of the scrimmage, just moving guys around. We misread uh, misread one ball, but for the most part, it went bad. I think, uh, you know, in a nine-inning game, both teams had uh, three errors. That's one more than uh, what our goal is for a game of two or less. Uh, but, you know, first time in the lights, that was to be expected. I thought that our guys uh, had some decent approaches. Uh, two uh, miscommunications on a first and third situation with our middle infielders and uh, a bunt coverage mishap where we didn't have a guy uh, get to where he needed to be or lack of communication. And, uh, once again, that's things you work on in practice. But whenever the live bullets start flying, uh, you see what guys can perform in what roles. So that's uh, something that we're, uh, you know, very, very fixable. And we'll work to get that fixed today.
0: So what's next, man? You guys got about a week and a half before you know you're officially kicking off the season. Uh, what are some things, or where are you going next? I guess it would be the next question. Oh, there's some jamborees and some different things. When are the tarpons taking the field next?
4: Uh, right now, we're looking at next Monday at 4 p.m. We're going to be at home in a nine-inning scrimmage against Holma Christian. Uh, You know, really excited just to get back on the field. I'm glad it's a quick turnaround. You know, we uh, we actually this was our first scrimmage yesterday. Most teams already had two scrimmages in uh you know before uh yesterday i know hl were uh, we're two scrimmages ahead of us so uh we're excited to get right back on the field uh on monday against home christian at home and then next saturday we'll be headed out to morgan city to play centerville in our jamboree and uh right after that you know we play on that saturday there's no real time for practice or anything like that we turn around that monday and it's opening day against uh north Lake christian
0: man um what what spots out there are available? I know you said you're, you you got catchers that are competing, and you know, maybe some outfielders that are competing. Did that picture clear up a little bit yesterday? Are do you, are you guys uh, going to still and play this all the way through to the opener?
4: No, we're going to keep it open. Uh, I think both of our uh, really the, the two guys that are competing for spots, and uh, you know right now we have Caden uh, and Angela Austin Kier both competing for spots in the outfield in our lineup. Both of those guys had pretty much the same stat line. Both had some nice at bats. Each had a hit. Uh, Dane Danos and uh, Josh Mack are competing for that catcher spot. It's, uh, it's wide open. We're, we're giving a competition till day one, and I thought both of those really handled themselves well behind the plate uh, yesterday. And Dane actually, I thought, threw pretty well from the mound. Um, you know, a couple of guys in our lineup that we thought, uh, you know, could really, you know, I went into it thinking that they could be guys that could be one of our nine, really looked uh, a little uncomfortable at the plate last night. Uh, so I'm anxious to see as they get more at-bats at that varsity level under their belt uh, just how they perform. So uh, right now I'm, I'm staying open-minded. Whoever's the nine that gives the best chance to win, uh, I think defensively we'll be able to have a few guys that can play different spots that we will be able to fill in those puzzle pieces as, it, uh, as we make. Um, but we're going to keep it open for really everybody. You know, I, I think we have, uh, you know, five or six guys that are solidly in there and then, you know, those other three spots, they're going to be
0: battling until the end. Man, how important is the psychology of it all? And, like, how important is it that the kids understand that, okay, let's assume that you're not an opening day starter. But, you know, hey, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be a starter a month and a half from now. You know, guys go in slumps, people get injured, whatever. And you've told us plenty of times that there have been kids who have stepped up that, well over-exceeded you guys' expectations and just rose to the occasion. How important is it that, you know, all those kids who are maybe not going to be in that first nine on opening day understand, hey, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to still play a huge role in this team?
4: Oh, exactly, man. And, uh, look, competition stays open. What you do at practice matters. Uh, You know, what you do between the wide lines matters. Just because you're not the starter day one doesn't mean you ain't going to be starting – you know, they uh, gained 20 or whatever. Uh, you you look over the past couple of years, we got guys that, uh, you know, maybe started and struggled and then ended up finding time on the bench. I think of guys like uh, Ben Martin. Ben Martin got benched because, for whatever reason, and then he battled his way back, worked his way into the lineup. That kid's playing Division One baseball. Uh, Darren Ducey uh, is a guy who, opening day lineup in the field, never played again defensively after a couple of things happened. That kid's playing college baseball, so... Just because you're not getting it your way right now, just because it's not being handed to you, just because it's not easy, if you work toward a goal and you work your way into that lineup, good things can happen. And, uh, you know, competition brings out the best. The cream rises to the top. And, uh, you know, baseball is one of those sports that every day is it's a new day and everybody has a shot, and that's about how you perform.
1: Coach, looking at your schedule, uh, overall excluding tournament games, you all have like 13 home games, eight away games, uh, was that done by design, or is it something from going back to last year with the facilities, maybe couldn't have home games, had to play away, and, and coming back playing home this year?
4: Yeah, Coach, you're exactly right. Uh, with last year, that, that's how it worked out. If you all if uh, you guys remember, we didn't play a home game till Lutcher, uh, which was our second game in district. So that first, you know, baseball's kind of designed uh, weeks one through four is your pre-district with your tournaments on the weekends. But those first week one through four, uh midweek games we played every single one of those on the road so this year it kind of flips to every single one of them uh being at home and to be honest with you i prefer a little bit more of a mix early on but uh i'm not going to complain i know it's great fire kids great fire fans uh that they get so many opportunities and so many home games especially early in the season whereas last year we weren't playing at home until late march uh, but, no, Coach, you're exactly right. It does have to do with how it was set up last year with the facility issues and having to move games around. So everybody's kind of giving us a return trip. And then we added a couple. You know, We added a, a John Arrett, uh, who we hadn't really played before in uh, teams like that. So uh, the home schedule's pretty exciting, and we're excited for it. Are you
0: guys still looking? I know that there was a situation where you you, you lost a game with Thibodeau unexpectedly and you posted an open date. Are you guys still looking?
4: Uh, you know, kind of looking at it um, – I was kind of probably being a little bit pushy with that, trying to play five games in a week anyway. it's uh, You know, we get that 34-game limit, but with the playoffs starting a week earlier this season uh, this season and last season than what it was previously, trying to schedule 34 games will require you to at least play one week where you play five games. And that's, that's kind of tough to do. Uh, so right now I think that we might just leave it alone and stick with a 33-game schedule.
1: Coach, did, did y'all use the uh, supposedly there's a clock now involved in, in, in baseball? Did y'all uh, use that yesterday in the scrimmage?
4: Man, they're trying to talk about it, and uh, the umpires are kind of pushing it. Uh, but I, I think, especially with this uh, coach com system, I, I didn't really notice anything different. I mean, our guys work quick anyway, and with the the system signaling and stuff to the catchers, they're supposed to be once the pitcher uh, enters onto the mound onto that circle that they have 20 seconds to throw a pitch. And we never came close to 20 seconds. We never really have. And a guy could still step off. A guy in the box could still uh, call time. It's, uh, for whatever reason, the state's really pushing that. Uh, I guess they want to be like college and MLB uh, and, you know, try to make the games quicker and get everybody home. Uh, I don't know about y'all. I kind of like being at the park. I don't don't (laughs) think there's anything wrong with the the pace of a high school game the way it was right now, you know, two hours for a high school event. I don't know why we... Uh, all of a sudden, in such a hurry to get the heck out of there, but uh, I guess that's something they're going to be pushing this year to speed everything up.
0: There we go. Well, look, man, we thank you so much for the time. Have a great weekend, and, and happy Mardi Gras if we don't chat sooner, bro.
4: Yep, y'all have a good one, guys.
0: Yep, there's Coach Chandler. Guitro's doing an excellent job. Dude, I, I got to tell you that this this pitch clock thing has me nervous as hell because some umpires are not going to enforce it at all. Some are going to have the stopwatch in their face the entire game, waiting to enforce it. It's going to be inconsistent, and someone you know at some point is going to make a critical pitch clock violation call in a cre- in a critical spot, and it's going to really piss somebody off. Um, I'm a, I'm very nervous about this. Well, very very nervous. There,
1: there's this. so many questions. Okay. Where is it a stopwatch they're using? Is it a clock where everyone can see?
0: Ah, uh, that ain't it. Yeah, we we know we ain't got no clock down the bay on the field.
1: So, so it's one umpire looking at that clock. You can have a play at first place or uh, at first base. I'm looking at the clock. I didn't see the play. Th-
0: does what? does he give you a five second warning? Does he uh, does he let you know it's running down?
1: I subjective. I mean, he can say there's three seconds. He can just okay pitch.
0: Is it like the NFL? Is it you get twenty seconds, then look down, yeah, and then you can still throw? throw. Um, Cut
1: a backflip, then throw a fly.
0: I never. Went, That's re-
1: it's it, it, it. can't work.
0: It, I never went to a high school baseball game and thought that the game was dragging along. I, I think that the pace and the speed of it is just fine. I don't know what we're doing. I I just think that we're over policing and overthinking this. I I really do. Um, but we'll see.
1: You have to have it where everyone can see that clock. I mean, you can't rely just one person looking at it.
0: <laughs> I, I don't. I, I it, don't like just, this. It, no, it doesn't make
1: sense. Yeah, but I, I mean, don't like this at it, all. It's it's not ready to implement.
0: I do like the the pitch thing. I think that that's neat. Uh, but yeah, the, this clock thing. There's too many ways that this could go wayward, and I, I, I'm not a
1: fan. Well, yeah, the, the pitch com thing you letting. Teams, if they want to use it, they can. You don't yeah. have to. So, if you want to, you can. That, that's good. But this uh, this clock issue.
0: And look, what's funny? Going to be an issue. What's funny with the pitch comm is at media day. I asked Shane. I was like, "Hey, y'all using?" it? He's like, "No, man, it's a rip off. We're not we're calling pitches the way that we've always done it. as so, baseball." Yeah. So some coaches are are not buying into it at all. But at least they have the option yeah. with this clock right. thing. It's it it's a mess. But let's catch a break when we get back. Talk about some interesting Super Bowl prop bets, and I'm also, i got a gift for you, man. I, hope.
1: I see that. Um, I, I gotta try it.
0: Yeah, we're gonna give a gift to Coach Brian Colley. Is he in the next cold? Better segment.
1: cold. Uh,
0: I would say the opposite, actually. Yeah, well, it's play-by-play. Play. We'll be right back after this on KLB.
2: It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
4: Your business is as unique as Southeast Louisiana. People, culture, family. We know what it means to be local. Rev is your local communications provider with support teams that live and work in the same Louisiana communities we serve. Customer-first localism is truly in our DNA. Our promise is to bring your business the reliability and local support you deserve. We've been connecting communities in Louisiana for 85 years and we're ready to serve you and your business. Rev Business.
2: Ain't no be on Mardi, Gras Day. Mardi Gras Day. It's Mardi Gras time, and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and eighteen stall restroom trailers. From everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors, have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985 632 5592 or visit Joe'sSeptic.com. Ain't no place be on Mardi Gras Day. Mardi Gras Day! No way.
0: Last night at, oh, about 1130, I got a text message from one Mr. Brandon Brown who just simply said, S'mores is the number one Pop-Tart flavor. Brandon's bought in. His, his whole life has changed since embracing um, the movement that we're starting here. His team has played better. They got a big win. So, Brian, here on Play by Play on this Friday, I gift to you. A 12-pack of Frosted S'mores Pop-Tarts. There you I'm gonna, go, I'm sir. Gonna,
1: I'm going to try one.
0: Yeah. I'll I, dig
1: into that right now and see.
0: Yeah, we, we want his honest... The, the fact that you are the age that you are and you've not already tried that is a little depressing. But, hey, we're, we're going to bring some change here.
1: I'm going to uh, regard disregard the fact that it's expired. But. No, it's no. not expired.
0: <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> We'll get to some Super Bowl prop bets here. We got Damien coming on in the next segment of the show. The Chiefs are taking on the 49ers. There are so many different wrinkles and different things that you could bet on here. Yeah, pretty good. Come on now. You could chew in the air. People have done that in this company before. He hasn't fainted yet. that's, That's always a good sign. We're changing lives here on play by play. Brian was telling me just a second ago that he thinks the opening kick of the Super Bowl is going to be a touchback. If you want to bet on that, minus 320 odds, you bet 10 bucks, you'll win like, I don't know, like 3 bucks. But hey, if you think it's a sure thing, that would be a free 3 bucks. Both pretty much every NFL kickoff is a touchback, but I don't know, man, the nerves of these guys, you might shank it a little bit. I, I don't know. But you're going touchback?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: First score of the game is going to be a touchdown, a field goal, or a safety? Touchdown. Hmm. See, I'm going to go field goal. I think the 49ers are going to kick a field goal. By the way, uh, pretty good? Yeah,
1: it is. Very good. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank it, you. It, it is. It is. Try Trying to enlighten people here. Will the game go to overtime? It's 9-1 to one odds if it does.
1: And you think they can have a lot of people betting on this game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, bear with me. I came across this this morning. It, there are 60 seconds in a minute, 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. Adds up to 86,400 seconds mm-hmm. in a day. It means there's like uh, 31,536,000 seconds in a year and 3.1 billion seconds in a century.
0: 3.1 billion seconds, seconds in a, a century. century. Okay.
1: According to a survey by the American Gambler Association, the United States is going to wager 23.1 billion oh on a Super Bowl this year.
0: So seven centuries worth of seconds. So you want
1: to know how big 23.1 billion actually is? 23.1 billion seconds ago was August of 1291. Oh my God the month the nation of switzerland was founded
0: <laughs> that was when that was tom Brady's rookie year <laughs>
1: Yeah.
0: oh man so yeah people
1: are going to be betting
0: yeah oh yeah i think there's going to be a little bit of money thrown around um total penalties accepted over under 10 and a half
1: under oh they are going to let them play. play oh they they let, they going to let them play
0: see i would i don't know man i isn't it the guy that did the Saints screw-up that's the official? Like, he's going to want to be on, on TV, right?
1: Did he, did he throw a flag?
0: Uh, oh, yeah, fair enough. Very well said. Uh, team props. The 49ers over or under 23.5 points. Hmm. I think this is going to be a defensive struggle. I don't yeah, think either team I, I would... is going to score a whole lot. I would go under there. Even though under is plus odds, under is minus one oh five. I I don't think either team's gonna be able to move the ball in the other. I think that honestly, and I don't mean to be a Debbie downer, I think there's a chance that the game Sunday's kind of boring. I think that there's a chance that it's like 17 to 13 or something like that. Chiefs over under 23 and a half.
1: Man, I, I'm thinking somewhere as that game's gonna be in it's in, I think in the twenties. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like twenty 26- six some 26 21
0: over under 135 and a half rushing yards for the 49ers. Oh, that man. one feels tough. That one feels right about right. But yeah. then again if McCaffrey breaks like a, a 60 yarder, then yeah. it's going to yeah. it's going to skew everything. And it'll, the Chiefs over under by the way is 108 and a half rushing yards. The 49ers do give up a little bit of rushing yards from time to time. Uh, let's see. Who do you think is the most likely player to score a touchdown? I got to be Christian McCaffrey, right? And he's scored one like every game for the last two and a half years. I-, I would think he would be the surest bet.
1: Yeah. Well, what about
0: Kelsey? Kelsey's plus 105. So, um, you would get more than what you bet if Kelsey scores a touchdown. Rasheed Rice plus 145. Debo Samuel plus 160. Pacheco minus 115 for the Chiefs.
1: I, that that's what's concerned with the Chiefs' running attack. I don't – I looked at that. with Man, I, that's scary. I, it's iffy. I, I don't have odds
0: here. Oh, no, I do have odds here. I was about to say I don't have odds here on Mahomes, but I would, I would think Mahomes would maybe run one in. He's plus 460. Um,
1: I am going – we talked about off air. I am going the over with the quarterbacks combined rushing. Yeah. I think that's around maybe 50 or so
0: because the Gatorade gonna be purple is the favorite plus two seventy five blue plus uh, four fifty yellow and green plus four twenty five orange plus three fifty red plus three fifty clear plus twelve hundred no Gatorade bath plus one sixty hardball would have hit that he didn't let them uh, get him with the Gatorade
1: yeah what if what if it's water
0: Water yeah that plus twelve hundred clear slash water is mm-hmm. plus plus twelve hundred how how do they know that purple it would be such a clear yeah, favorite I... have they have they studied film of the the chiefs and 49ers gatorade containers to see what color that they the preference of the team it says here orange has been the most popular color over the years but blue has been the winner for the last two super bowls so blue has a two super bowl winning streak with plus 450
1: odds. What about the national anthem? Uh, I don't see that. Oh, I
0: do see that here. Over or under 84 and a half seconds. Reba McIntyre singing.
1: Oh, man. You see, normally it's a minute and a half, I believe.
0: Yeah. Oh. Oh. They're, and, they're thinking she might have a little pep in her step because they're going 84. So you're saying it might be over?
1: Well, no. It. Golly, you see, I was hoping it would be a minute and a half, and I was gonna, I would definitely take the under.
0: Yeah, but they. Yeah, <laughs> they went. They they know what you're coming with there. There are people that are dumb enough to bet on who's gonna win the coin toss. Of course, that's an even 50 50. Both teams have even odds there. But,
1: sometimes with a coin toss, okay, it's heads or tails. Sometimes they come with the toss with the, the emblem for the, bo- the teams. So what's heads or tails?
0: <laughs> ah, Fair enough. <laughs> I, I, I think the home team in that is heads and the visiting team is tails, but don't quote me on that. Look, there, here might be a little bit of juice. Usher said today that this year he's been given an extra two or three minutes. This is going to be the longest halftime show in Super Bowl history. There is a betting prop: Will he perform over or under eight and a half songs? Knowing that wow. it's a little bit longer than normal, maybe it's going to be over eight and a half
1: during halftime. Eight and a eight songs.
0: Yeah, man. But he he plays like thirty seconds of this, forty seconds of that. Like it's not going to be whole songs, um, but over under eight and a half is is the one that's very interesting there. Who do you think is going to be the Super Bowl MVP? This kind of is is asking you to make a Super Bowl pick, right? Um, yeah. I, as if you pick Mahomes, obviously you're thinking that the Chiefs are going to win. If you're picking like Debo Samuel or McCaffrey or whatever, you're thinking that the 49ers are going to win. But who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl MVP?
1: Man, I I just don't think it's going to be Mahomes.
0: No. So if the Chiefs win, you think it could potentially be somebody else or, yes, or do you I think, think the think it may be someone else. Okay. Obviously there's the Taylor Swift prop here, will Kelsey propose to Taylor after no, the game? No, that won't happen. Kelsey is that that's plus 1060. Uh so if you bet a dollar you're getting $10.60 from the casino. Um let's see. Other Taylor Swift props here. Um da, 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 da. will Andy Reed mention Taylor Swift in his post game interview speech yes or no
1: Well regardless win or lose Yeah
0: yeah like yeah Like they yeah. talking and- Yeah it just says will Andy Reed mention Taylor Swift in his interview speech after the game if they win i think it's a certain yes I,
1: well if i was a reporter i mean i would certainly bet yes and I ask the ask question him about it yes absolutely. absolutely and i would put major money on it absolutely and um, i would keep asking till he
0: mentions the name w- will the mvp mention taylor swift in his speech well if it's mr kelsey who wins mvp yeah, i would i would say so right uh, let's see. Do we have any other fun Taylor Swift stuff here? I don't see an over under for how many times they're going to show her. Um, let's see. There's a bet. Will she make it on time? Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, yes. She's going to be there.
1: Just don't bet on safeties.
0: We, we've learned that the hard oh, way. Oh, mercy. Don't bet on safety. Here's one that's interesting. Travis Kelsey over under six and a half receptions. I think that's a, that's going to be pretty close.
1: I saw one. Will he catch every target to him? Well, the fact
0: that that's even something that you could bet on because he's so damn good that that's a very real possibility just goes to show how dominant of a player he and is.
1: It, I would have to say no, but every target he would catch. He, he's capable. But... Oh, my
0: God, yes. The last game he did it. Um, How about this one? Will Taylor Swift be shown during Reba McIntyre's rendition of the national anthem? No. No, you don't think so? No is actually the underdog. Yes is the favorite there. Yes is a minus 120 odds. No is plus 110. I mean, it's pretty much even. So you're you're going no. You think that they're not going to show her during the anthem?
1: Yeah, there's no reason to show her during the anthem.
0: And then it's over under. Well, I know that you're going to bet over or under here is over under one and a half times that they showed Taylor Swift during the National Anthem. So you say they're not going to show it all, so you're going to go under there. Uh, So, yeah, there's all sorts of things that degenerates could get themselves into. And guess what? I plan on getting myself into a lot of these on Sunday as we can't wait for the Super Bowl. Um, Don't have a clue who's going to win. No clue.
1: I'll I'll probably place about maybe seven or ten bets on different prop bets here and i just hope i don't lose them all
0: <laughs> i don't think you're gonna lose them all <laughs> um been there done that and so you never know let's catch a break when we get back here on play-by-play Play, we're going to go to damien st pierre golden meadow middle school boys and girls basketball coach south Lafouche biddy basketball president and big wrestling fanboy. some crazy stuff happened in las vegas yesterday we'll fill you in with d in the next segment it's play-by-play Play. we'll be right back after this
2: Hi, I'm Ashley Otan with Bless Your Heart
3: Nonprofit. Please join us for Talk on the Bayou the second Wednesday of every month. Our mission is to enrich lives and inspire hope by addressing social, educational, and financial needs to support our great community.
2: Golden Motors has your next car, truck, or SUV waiting for you with big savings. Savings like 3.9% APR for 60 months on select models. Or take $10,000 off MSRP on a 2023 Chevy Silverado RST Z71. Yep, $10,000 off. Come in today to take advantage of big savings at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Chevy, together, let's drive. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our
5: community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top of the line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships, along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Is knee pain keeping you from living your best life? Get back into the swing of things with a robotic-assisted knee replacement from Thibodeau Regional Health System. Robotic-assisted knee replacement means greater precision and a joint replacement that's customized to your anatomy. And this could mean less pain and a quicker recovery. Most importantly, it can mean improving your quality of life. Learn more at Thibodeau.com. Cheers! Cheers, please!
0: Welcome back to Play by Play here on this Friday. It's Friday and it's a little north of 1215, which means we're making a trip out to Golden Meadow. We got Damien St. Pierre on the line. Coach, good afternoon. How we doing, buddy?
3: Hey, Casey, good to be back. I feel like I haven't been on in like a month, man. We got a lot going on in the world.
0: Oh, do we ever, bro. There's so much to talk about. First, I want to give you guys some atta boys and some atta girls, because I spent my Sunday in the Biddy Gym. And so often we read on social media how everything about youth sports is wrong and all this person was complaining and the officiating was bad and blah, 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 blah. Well, Sunday... Everything went great. You guys had a championship game scheduled for like 5 o'clock. We were out of the gym right after that. Everything went smooth. The officiating was good. Everybody was mostly well-behaved. We hear so much about the dirty side of youth sports. I definitely wanted to shout you guys out for running an awesome tournament, bro. Everything went off without a hitch.
3: Appreciate that. and I echoed those sentiments to the parents in, the, in our awards uh, little get-together after the final game was played. Not an ounce of drama. I mean, it was uh, the the kids played hard. The coaches coached. They didn't complain to the officials. The officials did a great job. Uh, and, and the the Salafu's Biddy board and the Cut a Few center the Cut Few board did a tremendous job of having everything together. We had jambalaya. We had gryaz white beans. I mean, it was a it was a great weekend of basketball and a great weekend of uh, a first weekend for All Star season for Biddy basketball. It'd be hard to top that one, that weekend.
0: Is anybody playing this weekend? I know Mardi Gras kind of makes things a little dicey. Is everybody off, or are there some events around the area this weekend?
3: Uh, so I think it's a pretty standard weekend off for Biddy to, to have off for, uh, for Mardi Gras. I think a couple of times they may have tried, and it, it wasn't very successful just with the parades and the, the logistics of the whole situation.
0: Okay, I got gotcha. you. Well, look, man, you guys also wrapped up your middle school seasons on Monday against LCO. Um, I think the testament, or, or, or the the biggest telltale of a, of a good coach, is a team who makes his, his club better from the last day to the first day. I think your ladies and your guys both got better. Didn't get the result you wanted against LCO, but man, I know you got to be proud of this season as a whole.
3: Man, it was uh, it was a good night. And uh, I, I thank you guys for for covering it, and I, uh, especially putting it in the podcast. I get to listen to all the trash that Coach Kylie talks about me on the, on the <laughs> sideline. I don't get to hear that normally live. Uh, but, no, a tremendous night for, for our community, our basketball community between Golden Meadow and LaRose. And uh, the games are well played. You know, sportsmanship was top-notch. And, look, man, at, at the end of the day, uh, LaRose just has a little more depth than what we have. I think, uh, you know, the first half we played both games incredibly close, and I think we may have surprised a few folks that weren't wearing red. Um, and just credit to the kids and credit to, to the coaching staff, just having everybody was ready. Um, you know we've been using those those three letters and I think I said that in the, in the pregame the NTL nothing to lose you know the last couple of weeks of the season just kind of going through our parish we didn't have a chance to win in Paris you know we wanted to place high um, but we kind of took on that 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 vibe of hey we have nothing to lose and we're gonna go out there and play some good quality basketball and I, I think that's what we did on both sides on the girl side and the boy side we handled pressure we made shots um, and the girls, we just we had a hard time scoring, and then Camby P goes down in the second quarter, and we had a lot of girls that just stepped up and into that role, um, into roles that they don't normally have to play, and they did They did a tremendous job. And on the boys' side, we came out, we made shots, and I, I knew that was coming. And uh, Coach Drew kind of nudged me on the sideline and said, "Man, last practice we were we were money. We had to we had to kind of calm down and save some makes for the game, and uh, we showed that that." What we've been practicing, we've been trying to shoot the ball a little bit better. And uh, pressure, we bro- we broke the pressure pretty consistently. We got looks, but, man, on the inside, credit to Coach Polking, what he does with his with his kids. Jaden Smith is a monster. We had zero answer for that guy on the inside. He did a tremendous job in, in uh, sealing the W for-, for-, for the Bulldogs.
0: Bro, I know that you bleed golden meadow red through and through, but as I'm scrolling through social media throughout the course of the week, I'm seeing – a lot of lco players you know hey thanks for everything coach d and you know they're members of the flash family i see a young lady on the lockport girls their family saying the same thing you know hey it's all big family i know you got a few on the raceland girls team that are you know part of the family and then emmy over at thibodeau and some others there like man just about every team in our area has somebody that you guys have touched in a positive way that's got to be so super fulfilling man every time you're stepping in the gym you're coaching against somebody that you've had a hand in their development, either directly or indirectly.
3: It's awesome to see these these girls uh, excel at some of the things that we try to get across in the summertime. And, look, a lot of those girls work hard 24 hours a day, 365 days a week, and I'm, I'm just part of that their journey. And I appreciate being along for, for part of that ride. And to see them succeed and to be the tops on the teams that they're representing and even, even like, from the sixth grade level, uh, just – specifically in racing, Stalia Cleveland coming out as a sixth grader and being one of the most dominant players in the parish. Um, you know, she's come so long and it's just all people that, that trust in, in in what we want to get done it, it's it is. It's, it's a it's a great feeling and look, even after the game on, on Monday, uh our flash group got together, kinda of surprised me with a, with a few things I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't want to go eat after I was I was exhausted and a couple girls came talking to the Coach, well, can you come eat with us? This is our last game, whatever, sure we'll go and then little did I know there was a Golden you know go to meadow. Laroe's combination flash party uh, and just that lets me know parental support tremendous for the girls and everything starts at home um you know we try to keep it positive at the house that's what we, that's what we we preach in the summertime in school in Betty you got to keep it positive at the house and uh it it, it rains over it shows and it it's it's uh, it, it's a it's a great feeling in order to be selfish to be selfish about it it's a great feeling better walk into a gym knowing that that you had a hand in in, in part of what's going on.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. Look, we got the Super Bowl this weekend. Um, You got the Chiefs and the 49ers who will be locking up. I don't have a clue how this is going to go. In the last segment, Brian and I were talking about some props and some different things. Um, How do you lean, man? It's two really good teams, two teams playing well coming in. One has a little more experience than the other in these situations. How do you lean for the Super Bowl, man?
3: So all year I picked against the Chiefs. I did not think that they were up to the caliber of what they did last year. But at the end of the day, they know how to win, and that's it. That that's going to be the difference. You got you got one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the league. You may not have the receiving core that you once had or that you wish you had. You may have a tight end that's infatuated with some other things other than football. But uh, on the other side of the ball, they have one of the better defenses, and they've been. They've been leaning on that a little bit, and I think it's it's just going to be PatrickMahomes.com on on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, I, man, I was talking to to, to David Abair, and I went to uh, to the Grandal Salafou game last night, and we were talking. I was like, I'm just not even really interested in this. I don't I don't know what happened. I was pumped up about the, the NFC Championship, AFC Championship games. I guess I was leaning a lot on on the Lions maybe winning that and, and having some just something to root for. But I feel like it's kind of the same old, same old, and then throwing it in on the on the on a parade day is gonna be a little off as well. So I'm more looking forward to the Sunday night parade than I am the Super Bowl, but I, I will I will take the Chiefs and uh with, with Mahomes and, and Swift.
0: Dude, are there any of these crazy props that you'll be laying a little action on? I gave a tip in the last segment. Usher has announced today that his Super Bowl halftime show is going to be two minutes longer than normal, so maybe over on the total number of songs he's going to perform. Like, Do you get involved in any of that crazy stuff on Super Bowl Sunday?
3: Absolutely. Every single year I bet on the length of the national anthem. And I, I don't know who it is. I haven't taken a look at it yet, but Jamie Foxx has won me a tremendous amount of money look, in, my, in my day. So only look,
0: look. you are going to get this Damien. And if you think back to WrestleMania eight and Bobby, the brain heating it's ariba McIntyre who's singing the national anthem, <laughs>
3: <laughs> man, the brain, that's good stuff. So if we go on Reba, if I, if I know my country music stars, we're going to, we're going to take the under on the, on the national anthem. Length.
0: Okay. That sounds like a winner to me. Um, Turtle said he thinks Travis Kelsey's proposing to Taylor if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Are you, are you buying the Cinderella fairy tale ending there?
3: Man, do you remember when Boise State beat Oklahoma and Ian Johnson scored that last TD and went straight over as soon as the game was over and went over to his girlfriend and, and proposed? That was one of the coolest moments in football. I don't know if you could replicate that, uh, especially with the Cinderella story that Boise had. Playing against the the you know the the one of the blue bloods at the time in Oklahoma, um, man, that would be pretty cool to see because I know there's a lot of hate on on Swift, but that would be that would be pretty cool to see.
0: Man, our, our guy in the world of boxing, Jonathan uh, Gidry, kind of said on social media like he don't know if he's gonna fight again. Apparently, just having a hard time finding a fight or with the right price or whatever it may be, and. um what, what'd you make of that man is he is he done or is it a situation where he's just trying to leverage and get a little more for a future fight like it would be such a shame if we didn't see him again just as he was starting to get hot. What do you make of that whole situation man
3: you know sometimes you got a, you got a, a, a mogul in Don King and sometimes folks get forgotten about and I think a lot of times that happens with when he gets uninterested in someone that he has on the contract. Maybe one of those, hey, I don't have anything now for your brother type of deals, type of booking deals, like, you know, that goes on in the world of professional wrestling. Um, And Jonathan, maybe not happy with that. Maybe he, I I don't know any backstory, or I haven't, and I haven't talked to Jonathan about it. Um, But it just seems like a lot of Don King heavyweights end up being on the shelf for a while. Then he'll keep them, they'll pay enough money to these sanctioning bodies to keep them ranked uh, as long as they're a little active. And, Towards the end of that tenure, he'll kind of throw them in against somebody that they shouldn't be in because they got a really, really good record, and they're just kind of there for the taking. So I'm hoping that that maybe Jonathan sees the writing on the wall and sees the history that that Don King has, and he doesn't fall on that road and just decides to, you know, he's got to do his best for him. He's got to do his best for his family, and when that payday comes, he he may he may need to jump on that, but maybe he's avoiding that happening.
0: The Pelicans are fresh off of a win against the Clippers who came in smoking hot. They're 30-21, and New Orleans is taking on the Lakers today. I was a little surprised that yesterday the trade deadline came and passed and New Orleans did not make a move. Um, But apparently, according to the reporters, the the Benson family doesn't want to pay the luxury tax so they didn't want to add salary. Man, it's a little frustrating, bro. But I really think that the Pelicans are just a small tweak here or there away from being in the upper echelon. And to hear that, Money from a billionaire was what kind of stood in the way. That's a little bit disheartening, man. I'm a little disappointed in that.
3: Casey, I know someone that was probably severely disappointed that the that the Pelicans beat the Clippers the other night. I don't know. I think your guy maybe maybe doesn't have any rings. I'm, I'm not. Sure yeah,
0: I'm I've, heard I've heard that. I've heard that a couple I times. He's an
3: avid listener, tired <laughs> 12th, so shout out there. Um, you know, I, we sat here on the same, you know, doing the same thing a couple years ago. And we were we were kind of talking, hey, look, the Pels are pronged for that four or five spot. And then the following year, you know, maybe make a splash in free agency and do something. And then, you know, the, the injury bug hit and then everything else hit them. And I feel like we're sitting back and being a, maybe can say the same thing present time. They're they're good in that four or five spot. And look, they're a tremendous basketball team, as again, as long as they're healthy. And they're doing a lot of good things. I don't. Personally, don't believe they're ready for that or prime for that championship run, but I do believe they're that three to five area type of team that could get in the playoffs and make a little run and then maybe add some veteran leadership going towards the next season to be ready to get into that two, three top spot. I think that's where they're sitting. Maybe that's why they didn't make a move. They know, but at the same time, with the injury bug that they have been dealing with over the past couple of seasons, you may want to make that move now because next year you never know what's going to happen. It may be a, a rerun of, of what's been happening the prior the prior year. So I guess either way you look at it, they're looking at next year to make that championship run. Um, I guess they're, they're going to weigh on the side of not what's been happening and not spend that money now.
0: So let's talk about WWE. This is one of the biggest reasons why we wanted to have you on. There's all sorts of crazy stuff happening. One week ago today, Cody Rhodes comes out, says, hey, you know, Roman, I want to beat you. I want to take your title, but I've been consulting with people, and I'm not going to do it this year at WrestleMania. The Rock's music hits. He stares down Roman. We go off the air, and it looks like we're getting Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania. There was a lot of backlash and outcry from fans who didn't want to see that. So we scheduled a press conference last night in Las Vegas, and it is jam-packed. The fans are going insane. Um, Roman Reigns comes out and says, hey, I'm the champion. I decide the main event and I choose The Rock. I want to fight The Rock. The Rock comes out, starts talking about his family tree and his lineage and why his family is the royal family of wrestling and is trolling the Cody Rhodes fans, calling them Cody crybabies and it's kind of cutting a heel promo. Cody comes out Says, you know what? You know, you guys are doing too much. I changed my mind. I want to challenge Roman. It's my choice. Rock and Roman are livid. Oh no! it's, we decide WrestleMania, nothing else. Cody's saying, hey, I won the Royal Rumble. I want Roman. Then they're going back and forth talking about one another's families. And it, this initially was just Cody and Roman going at one another. But then at some point, Cody struck a nerve and got on The Rock's nerves. And The Rock said, hey, bro, you talk about his family. You're talking about my family. You're talking about his blood. You're talking about my blood. He slaps the crap out of him. And as the press conference ends, Triple H is doing an interview, and The Rock and Roman are walking out together, and The Rock is bombing and saying he's going to uh, bleep, bleep, bleep it and smash his teeth in. And I don't know what the hell is going to happen at WrestleMania, but that press conference yesterday was wild. And, dude, they got so many damn options now. It is going to be a fun two months, brother.
3: So I have not been keeping up as much as, I, as much as I want to with basketball season, but now is the time to, to kind of kick in for me. But just hearing that, and, and I've, I've seen, unfortunately I've seen on TikTok, the that, that latter part of what you just ex- described. And it's always wrestling, when it's really, really good, blurs that line of reality and fiction. And that this is kind of that, that time that it's doing that because – when I went to the the comments section, it was all the rock, great, great, uh, great acting skills, or blah blah blah, and your people just trolling everything that's going on. But the more that I listen to you explain that, do you think it's possible that we're setting up a four-way match to unify those two belts? Is that in the realm of 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 possibility?
0: I guess it could be. I see another theory out there that's saying. On night one, it'll be Rock and Roman teaming up against Cody and Seth, and then Cody versus Roman in night two with the Rock and you know Seth involved in some way. I don't know. And but that's the thing, bro, is that we don't know. And that's what I think is most exciting because man, there's literally like 10, 15 different ways they could do this that makes sense. Is the rock or are, are the rock and Roman really united? Roman said, Hey, I want to fight you. And then no more than 10 minutes later, they were united because of the old adage Hey, I can make fun of my family member, but you can't, I'm going to stand up for my fa-. Like it, there's, it's crazy, bro. They've got so many different layers. It's going to be so much fun to see.
3: And I, I agree with you hundred percent. What I, what I'm enjoying is, and again, I haven't watched, I'm just kind of seeing clips and whatnot is the fans on and the, we want Cody situation. How he kind of got that opportunity ripped from him, which makes it makes him into a Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 type of, of of face, where everybody's for him because you know the underdog did this and they're stripping it away from him what he rightfully deserved. And you, we all know how the Yes Movement turned out, and it was it was a tremendous time for wrestling. I, I was I was there, and it was it was great. Was that was that 30 or that was the other one? I've been to two of them either way. I've been to two of them there. Humble brag right there. Um, it may turn into a situation like that where they the fans force the riders to turn something in turn something their way because they refuse to support what's going on, and that's always fun that's my favorite part of wrestling when when the crowd actually gets their way and forcefully really makes that happen.
0: You know what my favorite part of wrestling is when the crowd turns someone from a heel to a baby face back to heel back to a baby face at least ten times during a match
3: <laughs> i I've been a part of that.
0: Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Um, Look, man, let's let's talk about this really quick before we wrap up. Um, The LSU women's basketball team gets a big win last night over Vanderbilt. The men get hammered earlier in the week against Tennessee. You see the news that Will Wade gets a big $700,000 a year extension from McNeese. I'm going to put you on the spot. If you had the chance tomorrow to say, Will, Come on back home. Would you take them back in Baton Rouge? Because I would. I would right now.
3: A hundred percent. Now look, I, I did get a chance to watch on Tuesday. Uh, I, I turned, I, I turned it on when I got home from work, and it was about four minutes into the game, and LSU was now maybe like 17 to two or something, and um, they never stopped. They kept, they continued to play, and then I think with maybe four minutes left, they cut it to a four-point game uh so credit to them, not just you know and it was a tough environment it was an awesome environment what it seemed like on t v um but they they never stopped competing and that's that's what you wanna see from a younger team and a, a team that's that's not winning a bunch of games and and just a you know just i guess just it's a, almost like a a moral victory going forward um but yeah hundred percent i w- I would take away that in fact uh, i on am on the seventeenth that uh he's coming to to Nichols and i already already got my tickets for that I'm, there's a hundred percent chance of me going out there. Casey, one more thing before we go. I don't know if you got a chance to watch on Saturday night, but our Tar Heels did destroy the Duke Blue Devils. Yes, no they did. What the officials tried to hook and hold and take them, take from them in that last game. Sometimes, truly, the ball does not lie. In that late game situation, the ball did not lie.
0: I agree with that 100%. Unfortunately, North Carolina dropped one at home a couple of days later, but we won the one that matters. And, Damien, while we're talking college basketball, dude, uh, is anybody going to win the national championship? I don't know that there's any great team this year. North Carolina, I think, is strong. Kansas, pretty good. UConn, Purdue, good. Uh, but, bro, there's not a great team. The, the NCAA, like, you could just rip up my bracket already before, like, a month before it even comes out. I don't have a clue who's who when you look at the top 25
3: right now. I felt like we had the same conversation last year before going into the bracket. That's the beauty of college basketball. If you own. The the single, the one-and-done type of situations in those tournaments, even in the conference tournaments, by far, the conference tournaments and March Madness, by far my favorite time of the year for sports. No matter, over anything else, that's the time to bet. That's the time to see these little teams that nobody's ever heard of and and they make their way to Cinderella stories. The the stories write themselves, man. But like you said, um, uh, it's... you, you don't know. And I know Carolina did drop that to Clemson, but uh, I remember watching TV on, on my back porch last Saturday, Saturday before Carolina beat Duke, the referees gifting a win over Clemson, gifting Duke a win over Clemson. Oh, yes. Uh, one, yes, they did. Uh, with 0.4 seconds left to put him at the free throw line. That was a travesty. So Clemson should have had two wins over, over the Blue Bloods of the ACC.
0: Sounds like a winner, bro. We thank you so much for the time. Have a great weekend, brother.
3: Uh, same as you guys.
0: Thanks, Casey. Yep, that is Coach Damien St. Pierre doing an excellent job as always. He's the same uh, line of thinking as me. If I could get Will Wade back to Baton Rouge uh, tomorrow, let's do it. I'm, I'm tired of watching LSU get blown out.
1: I wouldn't. Yeah, you're not.
0: You're not a Will Wade guy. No. Um, here's my thing, bro. The stuff that he did. Oh man, bro. He played. He paid players. Literally everyone does. Everyone did it before. But literally everyone he, he does just, it now. He
1: got caught. He wasn't smart about it. Now you can do it.
0: Now you could do yeah. it. <laughs> Here's my question for you. Okay, like a guy like Will Wade or a guy like Bruce Pearl or Bill Self, these guys who have been caught doing shady stuff, now that that shady stuff is no longer illegal, will they get into more advanced shady stuff now? Why like, not? Is it, like is a cheater just a cheater no matter <laughs> Why what? Not? Why like, not? Yeah. Will, will Wade be buying houses for these? Like, wh- where does it stop? Um, but I, yeah, I, I would take him back tomorrow in, in, in Baton Rouge. I think that he is better than what we have now. And yes, I, that would be a move that I would love to see happen. LSU got a win last night over Vanderbilt. Um, they took care of business 85 to 62. One thing that I'm noticing with LSU, and you and I have talked about this here now a couple of times. Haley Van Lith is starting to play like an All-American. She struggled mightily to start the year. Last night, she didn't have her best shooting night, 13 points, but she did have seven rebounds and two assists. To me, she's the wild card. Reese is going to get a double-double. Morrow is going to get a double-double. Michaela Williams is going to make shots. If Van Lith plays like Van Lith is capable of playing, this is a team that can win the last game of the season. Since the South Carolina game, she has really upped her play. I don't mean to put her just on one girl. But I think that she's the X factor. Another good performance from her last night and the Lady Tigers win by
1: 23. I agree 100%. If she plays the way she's playing right now in the tournament, LSU wins back-to-back.
0: It's hard to disagree with that. I don't see
1: how they can stop them.
0: It's hard to disagree with with that. With the
1: way she can shoot the ball and the way she's playing with confidence. Now, the the key is for her to do it what she's doing now in the tournament. If she can do that, I I don't see anyone beating LSU.
0: Last night, the Nichols women got a huge win. We talked so much about the men, and, and rightfully so. Coach Justin Payne and his team at home defeated previously 7-2 in conference Texas A&M, Carpus Christi, 70-67. You look at the box score. The Colonels started Trey Bruce last night. She got a spot start. Lexi Alexander had 21 points. Deanna Brister, 14 points. The Colonels last year won like three games, four games, something like that. They're 11-11. and 11. They're 5-5 five and five in the conference. They have now won five straight conference games. Justin Payne is doing an unbelievable job with this team to beat Corpus Christi, who's one of the big dogs, a team who might make the NCAA tournament, to get that win last night. And it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't like they got up 20 and then Commer- or Corpus Christi just fell short. They just led throughout the game by a five six points held on that's a huge signature win for a team that is just getting better and better and better and they're really young look out
1: yep both men and women Nichols' future is very bright we said it many times before it's just the beginning
0: and what was the most impressive thing to me last night and we talk about local right so i'm logging on to facebook after the game and Uh, you know, I'm I'm checking things out and seeing, you know, what's going on, what people are talking about. The first thing that I see when I log in is a post from Thibodeau middle school. Their entire girls basketball team was welcome to are invited to go watch the Nichols colonels last night. They all took a picture with the team after the game. Everybody looks super jacked up, super excited that's what it's all about that's big. you that's get big. 10 12 girls from the Thibodeau area that now want to be colonels and they want to go back that was stuff that wasn't previously happening but that's what it's all about kudos to whoever's making these decisions to do things like that you are making a literal difference
1: yes I agree
0: no doubt it's about a, that it's
1: about time
0: Let's catch a break. When we get back, we will break down the Super Bowl matchup a little bit further, and we'll talk about some other things happening in the world of sports. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this.
5: What would you do if you had a broken bone? You'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? Well, what would you do if you have a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's way too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times, addiction treatment is fully covered. So why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed to take time off by law and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem, and with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call now, 800-398-7414. That's 800-398-7414.
0: What's up? This is Casey Gisclair, and this is why I choose State Bank for all my banking needs. State Bank is a local bank, which means you get a taste of home when you walk through the doors. The bank's motto is Cajun Banking, serve just the way you like it, and that's for a reason, because you're always greeted by a real banker who provides smiling service. But State Bank also has the latest banking technologies, which means you get the best without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all love. So go visit them today at one of their many locations. They're proud bankers serving a proud community. Resilient bankers serving a resilient community. At State Bank now 70 years strong.
2: It's Ram Truck Month at Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Rams. Long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow.
0: I know that you are a little bit of a conspiracy theorist when it comes to sports and things maybe being manipulated. Um, I see a story here on ESPN.com saying that there have been more bets, listen to this, more bets placed on Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown Sunday than there have been on anything involving the 49ers combined. So Travis Kelsey, if he scores a touchdown, is going to gut the sports books around the country. You're a conspiracy theorist. If he catches one, expect to see that holding flag or that push off a legal man down the field. If the books really are controlling everything, expect Kelsey to get the old Bret Hart screw job on Sunday, my friend, because the books, and it says here in this story, can't think of another player who demands so much attention, according to the vice president of trading of Caesar Sportsbook. The books are going to get gutted if Kelsey scores a touchdown on Sunday, which leads me to believe he might not be scoring a touchdown on
1: Sunday. The books don't lose very often. You're bringing up a point right here where we didn't talk about it. The officials.
0: It's your boy who did the Saints and the Rams yep.
1: game. They, uh, look, on a big stage. Some of them are very, very good at what they do, if you get my drift.
0: Well, look, in the NBA, we've already talked about this. Scott Foster just is oh. blatantly a crook. I mean, wherever he's at, he's going to – and look, it's not always to decide who's going to win or who's going to lose, but if Scott Foster decides in the middle of an NBA game, hey, every quarter both teams are going to be in the bonus, And guess what? We're going to have a ton of possessions, and the game's going to go over. I have no doubt that that happens a ton in the NBA – I think it does happen a little bit in the, in, in the NFL as well. Let's talk about this. The Chiefs are going for like their third or fourth Super Bowl here in a, in a very short stretch. The 49ers are trying to win their first one since the 90s. Um, this is truly a quarterback-driven league, right? Everybody often says, oh, well, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. I think that's the biggest reason why my Cowboys haven't been in the last few years is because I don't think Dak Prescott is at that level. Kansas City has a better quarterback than San Francisco, but San Francisco, I think, has a better team than Kansas City does. To me, that makes this interesting. I could see a world, though, Brian, and then though I am probably going to be picking the Chiefs tomorrow on the sports corner. This matchup reminds me a little bit of when Tampa played Kansas City, and Tampa just lined up and buried Mahomes all game long. I want to see how the Chiefs block that mean and nasty 49er defense because I do think the 49ers have a better roster. How much of a deodorant can Mahomes be? How much of that stink can he cover up? He's got a chance to really um, solidify his place as one of the all-time greats already on Sunday.
1: Last night, coming back from the game, I was listening to a sports talk, and they said this one guy, I don't know who it is, but for the last, I think, 16 Super Bowls, has picked the wrong team to win. Oh. And Wow. And he, he's not picking like the loser. He's picking. He's actually trying to pick the winning team. And they said for 16 straight years, he has picked <laughs> the wrong. And I think they said he was picking the Chiefs.
0: Well, let me uh log into my yeah. door real quick. Uh <laughs> dude, I think that this becomes interesting because even though Andy Reid said he's not retiring, I think he's nearing the end. You got the young guard in Shanahan. Purdy was the damn last player picked in the draft. There's a lot of star power here. Um w- if you were San Francisco. Would you be concerned in any way that some of your offensive staff have been spending this Super Bowl break flirting with damn Dennis Allen of all things? Do you think that there's a chance that they're a little bit distracted coming in?
1: Yes. I I mean, I think that's a concern. It happened uh with Alabama with um Kiffin. Yeah. I mean, it happens. I think i it
0: happened to Dallas. Yeah, I think it's absolutely convinced that it happened to Dallas with Dan Quinn. Um,
1: did you see that interview with uh, Shanahan? I did not. One of them?
0: I did not. What, what did he say? No,
1: uh, they were saying he was sauced.
0: Oh, Shanahan was uh, was on the booze a yeah, little bit? Yeah, you,
1: you, you need to listen to that interview. Oh, yeah. I will <laughs> oh. check that out. Oh,
0: That does sound very interesting. Um, Bill O'Brien made a move. He had this offseason accepted the offensive coordinator position at Ohio state. But just yesterday, he opted instead to become the head coach at Boston college. So O'Brien's not going to be at Ohio state and will be running his own program again at Boston college. Or were you a fan of his man? Like he did a pretty good job at Penn state. And then he went to the NFL and Alabama fans hated him for whatever reason. Were you a fan of his when he was at the the, the Crimson Tide, or were you one of those no, Alabama I, guys? No, that... I was not. What didn't you guys like? I didn't look. I'm not. I'm not being critical of, of that opinion. I don't know if he's good or bad. What What was it that you guys didn't like?
1: Man, I, I just kind of turned me off. I think wasn't he on uh, one of those shows uh, with the NFL Hard Knocks, Hard Knocks, whatever. I don't know. Since then,
0: the Saints are one of three or four teams that are eligible for Hard Knocks next year. And there's a lot of rumors and whispers that the NFL is going to force them to do it. Um, aren't you a little nervous that if the Saints do hard knocks, we would all see exactly how bad that locker room is and how weak of a leader Dennis Allen is? I would try to avoid that at all costs if I were the Saints.
1: They, they would never let that happen. Well, it's not their choice, I guess.
0: I'm about to say, yeah, if the league says you're doing it, you're doing it. <laughs> well, they should do it. It would be, um, God, would that would be, that'd be a scary, scary thought. I, who's going to win the Super Bowl, B?
1: Official prediction?
0: Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get it out of the way. Who's going to win
1: the Super uh, Bowl? I'm going, uh, I'm going Chiefs. Mm. And the um, – the, a couple of reasons. I, I, I just think their defense, Spagnola does a great job, I think – They may be able to run the ball. I know it's tough against the 49 but they might be able to run the ball a little bit more, opening things up for that passing game. And one of the biggest things is getting to the Super Bowl. The 49ers have not been playing their best. Now, people are saying, are they due to play their best game coming up? But they haven't played their best in the playoffs. So I would give, I, I would lean to the Chiefs in this game.
0: Let me ask you this. My friends and I have been debating this all week, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. About three weeks ago, it leaked in The Athletic. They were interviewing Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy let it leak that, yeah, like we tried to get uh, Tom Brady out of retirement this offseason, and if Tom Brady would have came, I would have been a backup. I would have healed from my injury, um, and I would have just been a backup for a year if you were the head coach of the 49ers going into sunday would you rather have an aging old tom brady playing quarterback in this game against mahomes or would you rather have purdy who's purdy eh? purdy so you would rather have purdy than aging tom brady
1: look look what brady did with tampa i you mentioned that several times he just looked slower uh I I would go with Purdy. And I know it might be crazy, but with the GOAT, not going well, with the GOAT. Well, yeah, but, you're,
0: yeah, you're not saying uh, that, that Purdy's better than Tom Brady all time. You're saying he's better than him right now. Right, yeah. Which, would... as a 40-something-year-old, that's probably what should happen. Um, oh, man, so let me ask this with a different flavor. If Tom Brady would have come out of retirement again and would have signed with San Francisco, would San Francisco be in this spot in the Super Bowl? no you don't think so so you think he's completely washed and and can't do it anymore I I tend to agree with that last year again hell I think Baker Mayfield was better this year for Tampa than Brady was for Tampa last year um but boy there's always these what ifs and these different things that you could look at and and that certainly is a a big thing is you know hey Tom Brady maybe could have been a 49er and then how different would all of this stuff look should that have been the case over the weekend, we got Nichols making a road trip. Men and women trying to defend their strong positioning in the Southland Conference. Colonels trying to stay hot. We got a bunch of top 25 action. And hell, it's Mardi Gras, man. You doing any parade stuff?
1: Uh, I I may do one Mardi Gras day uh, on the North Shore.
0: Just the one? Take a cup? yeah. Uh, so you're, not, you're not going to be uh, missing the Super Bowl to go to the, the Golden Meadow Night Parade?
1: Nah, I don't believe, man. I, uh, those days are quickly <laughs> getting away from me.
0: Tired of uh, tired of breaking bones. Nah, I don't want to break
1: any more bones. I don't want people pushing me down. I don't want people changing <laughs> P- rules. P- pushing th- you down? Da- no
0: one pushed you down. What are you talking about?
1: I don't want to play games where people change the rules in the middle of a game. I
0: still don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Talk about got pushed down. Oh my God! I mean, Thank we're God not even, I had
1: somebody there to catch me. Yeah, we're That's not
0: even I mean. we're not even gonna go there. And then no one changes the rules whenever we're playing it. Come on, man, get out of here with that stuff. Um, what what's you doing? You are you going to parading? I don't know, man. Um, I got invited to go party uh, with some of our friends at over three T on Saturday. I might do that, but I don't know. I kind of like not doing anything during Mardi Gras. I don't like getting hit in the face with you know plastic objects and that's the thing man like a lot of people know me and stuff so like they want to oh hey what's up yeah yeah um so i do enjoy the the uniqueness of the season but it's not my favorite season i will say this though if anybody catches some moon pies and they want to deliver them yeah just come bring them here to coastal broadcasting i will eat every last
1: And, and what is our schedule next week you know
0: We've got Monday play by play in Ellender off Tuesday, I'm
1: guessing. But are we play by play Monday? Or would
0: I, I would think so. Um Yeah, we'll have to find that out. We again reminder, three o'clock for the JV South Lafusion Ellender. Hopefully we're able to get out of Homa in time before the parade starts, and we
1: will. And look you cowboys here. With...
0: Hey, Cowboys are looking like they've hired Mike Zimmer. Man, that's a good get. Look, I really like Dan Quinn, and I like what Dan Quinn has done. Um, but, dude, Mike Zimmer could go. That's, that's
1: 67. But
0: you know what I like about that? He ain't going to want to be a head coach again. He He's going to be there for the next two, three years. He's going to coach Micah Parsons. He's going to coach you know, Diggs. And that's a really good get for my Cowboys. I'm excited about that.
1: I think it's a great hire for them.
0: Do you think that um, Kubiak, he's going to get introduced Monday, next week? Or?
1: Uh, maybe after Mordi I think. I, I don't know if they would do it right away. Um, but is there, we'll see. I mean, I, I think it's the guy.
0: Is there any chance if Eric Bainamy calls and is like, hey, yo, Dennis, what Should up? be. So, so you would be willing to break that word that you got from Kubiak? Oh yes, business is business, right? You got to figure out a way to try to to win some games. Don't know that that is even remotely a possibility, but but that would certainly be a very interesting phone call should that call take place. And yes, by the way, it does look like Mike Zimmer. I didn't even realize this until you told me is going to be the next Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator. So that's really cool. Thanks to everybody for listening. And I don't know what to do with
1: myself. We don't. You have... made your pick. I didn't listen.
0: Oh, um, I, I didn't make my pick. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. The 49ers are a minus one and a half point favorite. But I'll be honest with you, my biggest pick in the game is under 47 and a half. I really don't think either team's going to be able to score as easily as Vegas thinks. I think the Chiefs are going to pressure Brock Purdy. I think that the 49ers are going to slow down Kansas City. I think the teams are going to move the ball. But I think it's going to be long drives, which are going to take a lot of time. I don't see a ton of possessions. Give me the Chiefs 23-17, uh, to 17, which is under 47
1: and a half. Yeah, and tomorrow in the sports corner, we're going to have these party props that Buddy brought in with Hell yeah. all kinds of bets.
0: Hell yeah, we're going to tell you all sorts of ways to lose your money on Sunday. Or maybe win money, too. You never know.
1: Well, so quarterbacks, run. Run.
0: Quarterbacks, run. Yes, we want the quarterbacks to run. We tonight are not broadcasting from Central Lafourche, but both Brian and I are making the trip. If you're in the gym, come say hello. Central Lafourche taking on Thibodeau. Ginormous game. We've also got Vanderbilt hosting Ellender tonight, and we'll tell you who's won all of those games tomorrow on the Sports Corner, which will be from 10 to 12 on ESPN 100.3 and also here on KLEB. So that's the end of the week for us. Hope everybody has a wonderful rest of the day. Look, man, if y'all go on to a Mardi Gras parade, don't be stupid. Don't do anything foolish. Don't do anything that's going to make me have to work over the holiday (laughs) and writing about your shenanigans. So everybody, Sports Corner, have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless. You're
2: listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.